Hey, you're listening to the She Did That podcast, where we highlight women of color who embody leadership, empowerment, and commitment to their community through entrepreneurship and social action. Here's where ferocity, fun, and facts all live in harmony. So stay tuned because again, you're listening to the She Did That podcast. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to the She Did That podcast, where we highlight women who are self-starters and women with startups. So um, I am so pleased to have our next guest. Um, And this is someone that I has someone who has like clearly grown close to my heart because she has transformed my life personally, financially. um, And I'm so grateful for to, to her for that. Um, I would love to introduce Miss Patrina Dixon. Welcome. Hi, Patrina. Hey, how are you? I'm so excited to be here. I'm so proud of you. So your transformation really uh, came to your execution on things. So I'm so glad I was a part of that journey. Yes, it's been a really great road. Um, Just an FYI, Patrina is a financial Um, wellness coach and I have gone through her program and I can personally attest to the fact that it works Um, her tips work um, her guidance works and it's just been a great thing Um, so yeah Patrina can you kind of dive into how you started this why you started um, it's my money um, and just kind of give us the background of who you are and what it's my money is. Sure. So as you mentioned, my name is Patrina Dixon and I am a personal finance coach. I am actually certified um, to uh, teach personal finance and I go across pre-COVID. I went across the country or actually as far as Trinidad and Tobago teaching personal finance in, um, in settings inside of organizations, classrooms, universities, et cetera. Post-COVID, I've been doing a lot of it more virtually. So I work both one-on-one with individuals as well as um, when uh, organizations, companies, businesses hire me, I do it for their um, population. So either uh, lunch and learns or um, go in and employee meetings and things of that nature. Um, The reason why I started the business, and I use this quote all the time, um, when you make an observation, you have an obligation. And I felt it my need once I observed that um, personal finance was not consistently taught in schools. So therefore students were still coming out of schools without having that personal finance background or, or, or guidance in methodologies and strategies so that they can enter into adulthood um, on a great financial footing. And therefore older people who didn't get it as well was unable to help them um, because they didn't have that information either. So I felt it my obligation to first start in high schools to um, help teach them. And then uh, their parents, aunts, uncles became clients of mine. So it, it is just um, with this expertise that I now have, I use it in, as a business to help individuals and then in group settings, learn how to better manage your money or what you all may say, level up their money. Got you. So is this something that you went to school for or was this kind of like kind of like the budget nista where 
like she went through her own turmoil and then like through the things that she learned along the way she was able to tell other people how to do it how did you get to that point so I think it's a combination. So I definitely had my own turmoil. Um, um, <laughs> credit was jacked up, didn't have money saved, didn't own any assets, things of that nature. And then once I started um, being first a school of other financial experts, I went to that school, if you will, meaning they came on my TV and they were I had podcasts and they had Google University, things of that nature. So I started first getting my money right. And then that's what I went to school and was certified through many different channels. I have a financial management uh, certificate from Cornell University. And I also have, um, I'm a certified financial education coach as well by the National Financial Council. So, um, so it was a combination of both my own experiences, learning from the experts that were before me or still around, but that I um, relied on uh, like folks rely on me to help me get to the next place. And then once I found out, like, it's really about the mindset in that changing, saying, I no longer want it this way and I'm going to do something about it. So as I talked about earlier, the execution for the change, I wanted to make sure that I share that it really could be done. And because I know, because I did it, and now I have even further refined skills to show others how to do it. So that's how it came about. And I'm a huge fan of Bajanista, like, She's my, I'm bowing to her. I love her. Yes, she's awesome. And so are you. And you really slid right into my next question. Um, like, yeah, you reached to this point where you are helping so many people and you're reaching the success. What inspires you or what has been something that inspired you? I know you said that it's a part of the mindset of saying like, hey, I want to be here and nothing's going to stop me till I get here. But what keeps you going in that moment? What has kept you going? You and those like you to say to me, Petrina has helped transform my life. But for you know, folks to drop in my DM or drop a video, share something online to say, working with Petrina, I have I'm doing my money differently. So it doesn't mean I think oftentimes people think that budgeting or trying to get your money right first starts with you need to have a lot of money to even think about that, number one. And then number two is budgeting is going to make me not do things I like doing. That's not what it is. Budgeting is making sure you have enough and you are conscious about what it is that you're going to do and when you're able to do it from a financial perspective. So um, what keeps me, what started me going, and like I said, what I mentioned earlier, um, I always say that my daughter is my why, um, but what keeps me going is the clients. Um, the clients, uh, if it's one-on-one -on -one client or if it's, um, you know, more of a, a business client in always having the need and somebody feeling like with uh, working with me or going through my workshops that they have learned something to help transform their lives. Because when your money is right, your life transformed because less stress, stress brings about a bunch of things. So if you're not stressed, I'm not going to say you're not going to have stress, but you'll be less stressed when your money is right. So that's the inspiration that um, each time I feel like I don't know, should I go on, should I not? I get something dropped to me to remind me why I am doing what I do. So that keeps me inspired. Okay. So has this always been the goal? Like to, like I know the goal has always been to impact other people's lives, but when did you take this, like when did you make the decision and how did you make that decision to say, this is the idea that I have 
and this is how I'm going to turn it into a business. Like, when did that come about? When did you take it from idea and like, not even idea phase, even just saying, I have all this knowledge. How am I going to turn it into something where I can impact others? Yeah, that, that's an awesome question. So um, March 6th actually uh, will be my, um, my, this probably be after this drops, but that'll, that'll be my fifth year in business. So what really um, probably was the catapult of, okay, how do I monetize this? Um, it was when I found myself doing what I'm doing, answering questions, helping people, people calling me about suggestions. And I'm like, okay, so <laughs> there are people that need to know this. They, they see me as that resource for it because I'm very vocal about things that I do, things that I accomplish, not to um, talk, not so much that it's about me, but showing that you can do it. So I use my own story as inspiration to others. So people would come to me thinking either um, knowing that I had the expertise in it, thinking um, based on what they see from a material perspective. Um, some people think I probably have more than, than I have from a financial perspective, but they came to me that I was the go-to person for the money questions and things like that. So um, that is a key indicator. If so, if the need is there, you want to, you know, there's a problem and then you have the solution, then that's how you can uh, uh, figure out how to monetize what that is. And that's exactly what I did. I, I created packages. And then um, again, when I learned about the schools, I then wrote the book. So that was that uh, specific for the students so that each each observation helped me identify the problem and then develop a solution. And that's how each component of the business, each layer of the business was exactly that. That's so awesome. And I think like that you put it so simply, like I saw a need and then I had the solution and I was willing to put myself out there to like, you know, help people as well as make an income, which was a really powerful thing. And I think that so many people have ideas and they have solutions, but are so hesitant to actually put it out there and like, you know, let the world know that they have the solution. So kudos to you for really putting an action to that and staying with it, which Thank is you. absolutely amazing. Yes. Thank you. And let me, let me just, if you don't mind, let me just, just, just um, topple on that point you just made is that's another part that I've um, sort of expanded in my business. It's not my core business, but what, what you just said, I want to touch on, and it's a lot of people out here that have skills that don't realize that they can monetize those skills. And they're doing a lot of what I just said, like answer those questions, finance questions, et cetera. And it may be, oh, can you bake another cake? Can you bring a pie to that event or whatever it is? Those are things that can, you know, become those side hustles that then become those side businesses that then may become your full-time entrepreneurial journey. So um, oftentimes when I get called upon for, for sessions, I often share that the, the earning extra money, because that, that's a way to help supplement or help pay off bills when you do that extra thing. I know even for you, it's yoga. So those things that you, skill sets that you have, figure out a way to monetize those skill sets. There, I, I swear, I tell people, no matter what you tell me you enjoy doing, forget if you can make money for it. Just tell me what you love doing. If you can do it every day, I probably can share with you a group of people or point you to a group of people that will pay you for that particular thing. So I don't care if it's reading, people will pay, authors will pay folks to do a first pass reading of their book. There's all kinds of things. So I encourage you, those listening that, um, whatever you're passionate about, 
um, figure out a way to monetize it if you're looking for extra income or a way to pay down debt or a way to find extra savings. Oh, Katrina, what tips? I love it. I love it. Yes, listen to all of that. Um, to any of you who are listening, like, go for it. Make it happen. Like, there is an audience for all that you have. Go for it. Um, and actually, one of the things that um, has really spurred people kind of diving into that is COVID. Just everyone kind of being isolated and not having access to the outside world has made a lot of people um, look internally to how they can be better or things that they can maximize on to make income and all of that. Um, do you wanna kind of speak on the importance of focusing on your finances during this time and also focusing on the skills that you can monetize and why um, this time might be a catalyst for how we do things in the future? Absolutely. So one, let's talk about focusing on your finances during COVID. Um, many of us have had a decrease in our um, outdoor activities. So if that's going to the mall, going to the movies, going to nightclubs, going out to out outdoor restaurants, but we also have had an increase in our grocery bills and maybe Netflix charges and things of that nature. So what I would encourage you to do, um, and this is COVID or not, is budget. The only way you can find out what's happening is do a budget. I have free budget sheets on my website. You go to itsmymoneyjournal.info, go to resources, there's free budget samples out there. Um, that you can pull down at your leisure. And the reason why I say that is no matter if you're trying to do something different with your finances, you first have to know what you have coming in and write down what you typically pay out and then start to track what you actually would like, where you would like your money to go because money will be spent right? You need to be the driver of the spending. So if you plan the spending, typically it will go that way. But sometimes life happens and even the best laid plans don't happen the way you would like. So that's okay. Just make sure you revisit that and write down what you actually did so you can forecast for the next. So it, it just simply goes down the budgeting. And with COVID, many of us are eating more. So then it's like, how do I, should I eat healthier? So planning your meals out, that will help you um, it also in your budget. So if you're just randomly making whatever's there, so then you go and you're ordering groceries or you're going to get groceries and you're hungry. We know what happens when you do that. So if you're planning your money and then planning your spending, i.e. planning your groceries as well, then um, that will help towards your overall budget and your spending. Um, as, as COVID, as it pertains to, you know, a catalyst of being a starter of a side hustle or business um, and, and COVID contributing to that, I think what, what has been found or, or what I think people are realizing that they have more skills than they give themselves credit for. Um, I didn't have this situation, but many people have had to work from home and be the substitute teacher at home for not just one kid, two and three and four children. So pre-COVID, we probably said, there is no way, I don't know how these teachers do it. And then we had to do it, right? So I, I would just say that um, COVID, COVID has definitely contributed to um, us digging deep and figuring out how to be resilient and make things work. Um, I think the other thing it has identified, it has had, had us, because we're inside, tap into more than we would have. 
because when the doors were open for us going everywhere, when we get off work, we'd leave the office or leave the home, wherever you work, you go do the next thing. And then the next thing, then you get home, you're tired. But now when you're done working, if you are one that works from home, you may have a gap in between like, what do I do next? Because I used to have an hour commute. I no longer have that hour commute. So you're finding something else. And then you're exploring what you can do or what you know how to do and start enjoying that. And then sometimes that can translate to, you know, uh, monetizing that. But let me just be clear. Um, everybody doesn't have to monetize and everybody doesn't have to earn on the side or be an entrepreneur. That That is not for everyone. Um, I, I share this for those that may need to do that, either because they want to pay off debt or because they want to save more or just save for, um, you know, vacation, retirement or whatever it is, doing, uh, getting extra money on the side can help propel that, but definitely not necessary. I'm glad you mentioned that because yeah, I think that there, I definitely faced that as well was like, I know me personally, I, I started the, she did that podcast, but it wasn't something that necessarily made money and it wasn't necessarily something that was going to give me like instant fame or whatever, but it was something that I could enjoy and not everything that you do has to make money or you, you don't even have to do anything like these are trying times for so many. Um, we, the pressure doesn't have to be on for you to be something like spectacular by the end of this whole yeah. thing. Yeah, exactly right. Exactly right. And I love um, what you said about your platform because um, it, you, like you said, you're, you didn't start it to monetize. Um, one of the great things you're doing, and, I, and this is another thing that has come out of COVID, is there's a lot of support of one another. There's a lot of using platforms that people have to bring awareness to other people and what they're doing. Um, so that, that also, I have seen a lot more of that um, since COVID than, than I did before. Not saying it wasn't done before, but certainly folks are, um, they're collab, people are collaborating, we are collaborating more um, and bringing forth stories of others. Um, so folks could, um, could people be more aware of what others are doing that they may have not seen otherwise. Oh, for sure, for sure. People are so much more, well, like you said, like it's not like people weren't doing it before, but the support, it just feels different and looks different now. And it just feels good to like be a part of that and be intermixed with that. So that I definitely do believe that. Um, and I think I do wanna go back to the pieces of advice that you were giving um, in terms of the budgeting, all of that. Is there any other advice that you would strongly give to 20 year olds and 30 year olds? Um, I know that that's two different age brackets, but people um, who are really at the start of their careers and um, like might have small businesses and things like that, um, that would really help them along. I know for me, the best advice that I ever got from you um, was to, if I, I was living with my parents at the time and you were like, I'm gonna need you to act like, you know, do your budget and act like you've already moved into the, your ideal place. So like, start like, you know, putting into a savings account the amount for rent and say, okay, like act like these are your bills and you can see if you can really sustain yourself. If you can't, you need to readjust. If you can, that's great. Keep on doing it for a little while and you build up like an emergency savings. And I was like, oh, 
I mean, I didn't get that far in that savings, but it was a great tip. <laughs> oh my gosh. Like my heart is fluttering as I watch you say it, as I listen to you say it, like I couldn't have said it any better than that. So let's just, let's just, let's stay right there. So for those of you that still live at home that are considering moving out, what she just said would be exactly my tip. And I'll just restate it. And that is for a minimum of six months. Well, let me step back. First, find the place that you would like to move into. What would be that um, estimated, no, what would be that actual rent? Then um, add on what the estimated additional cost would be, lights, gas, if that isn't appropriate for that particular setting. And then save that for six months. And if you could do that and still live and do everything else that you would typically do and would want to do once you're in your own place, then you're ready. If you're not and you can't, then you're not. Is as simple as that. Now, if the rent is going to be split with somebody else or some other people, then you want to do the amount that would be your portion, but that's exactly how you would do it, exactly what you said. And that holds true not just to rent, that holds true to when you want to buy a new car. Let's just say you're driving a car today and your car payment is 200 You want to get another, that's going to put you at a $400 payment. You want to do that for six months, what that $400 payment would be. So pay your regular car payment. The Additional payment that you will have will be 250 more or 200 more. Put that 250, 200 more, continue to pay your car payment. And if you can do both for a stretch of time, then maybe you're ready. So that those are two examples I would um, say for one, a person that wants to move out and a person that want to change, say maybe car, upgrade a car or something like that. Um, my other pick, I, I, now my mantra, it's pay yourself first. Like if life happens, you have to take care of it. And life could mean your flat tire, a new car, something breaks, whatever it is, your tooth breaks, whatever it is. Um, you got to go, um, somebody hits you, but they don't have car insurance and you got to use your insurance and there's a deductible. So all of those sort of things are what I call life happens. When life happens, you have to take care of it. So if you haven't paid you, then who takes care of it? And oftentimes that's how credit gets um, you know, exacerbated because you're using a credit card to pay for it because you don't have the money, but then you don't have the money to pay for the credit card. So that's kind of how that happens. So, or sometimes that's how it happens. So it's important. So if you go to work, because most, a lot of employers pay every two weeks, some pay every week, but if you get paid every two weeks, you literally work 40 hours and don't get paid anything at the end of 40 hours. Then you go 40 more hours than to get paid. And then oftentimes, then you got to pay everybody else, your rent, your car, your mortgage, your cell phone, et cetera. So you have to be in that equation. If you're in, and what I mean by you in the equation, the first percent, whatever that is for you, it could be a set dollar amount. It could be a set percentage of your pay that has to go into a savings account and you have to automate it and forget about it. So just like you have your, um, the bulk of your paycheck go into what I call your operating account. So uh, where you would pay all your bills from, you want to set up a, a separate savings account. It would be ideal for it to be an online only account, meaning that it doesn't have a brick and mortar. The only access is online and set the amount, set it at a small amount. If you're not doing one today, $10, $20, $25. And if you can sustain that over three pay cycles, then increase it by five. And then next, increase it by 10 for the next cycle. But don't start high and then have to reduce it. Start low and then increase it. So those would be the first few things that I would say that would um, help you know, either one of those uh, generations that you mentioned. Oh, let me just add another. Um, 
don't get sign up for a credit card to get a sweatshirt. <laughs> don't do it. Don't do it. Don't sign up for a credit card to get a sweatshirt. Understand what you're getting into when you start with credit. Um, credit is not a bad thing when used responsibly because mm -hmm. it can be a good thing if you use it responsibly. But the only way that you can do that, if you're managing your money, have a debt plan in place and um, actively review it. Life has been restored. I've been, I feel all the vibes right now. Thank you for that, Patrita. Yes, like every single bit of it was useful, helpful. And we have a lot of young women who listen to this podcast. And sometimes no one has even like told them these things to kind of awaken like, oh yeah, these are things that I have to be focusing on so that I can plan for the future and live comfortably. This yeah. is all of it, all of it. I'm here for it. Thank you. You're welcome. Yes. And um, I want to, because I know this is managing like, you know, finances and really diving deep into numbers and um, managing clients and managing the business and promotions and all of these things like you're a busy lady that is for sure <laughs> I, I am but you want to know what I have an amazing team you know I'm the face people see me I am the the certified finance coach so I, I'm the one out there teaching um and I do have another financial educator on the team as well but listen I can't do what I do if I didn't have awesome people supporting the, the mission. So not just doing a task for me, supporting the overall mission, they're phenomenal. So um, yes, I have to give kudos um, to, to anyone that has supported me in the past and are supporting me now because they truly help the magic happen. Oh, I love that. And I'm so glad that you said that because I was gonna say, one, how do you do it all? Two, how do you, um, I don't know, like balance this life and work life. Like how do you um, really just practice self-care and um, self-compassion, self-love? And I think a part of that is bringing on a team to help you out with the pieces that like, you know, might keep you strapped. But is there anything else that like, you know, really help you stay you through all of this? Well, let me let me first admit uh, I'm horrible with self care. Let, let me just put that on the table. I am not great at that. What what? Okay, so I'll start with that and then I'll round back out to that. Um, I am completely passionate about what I do. Like I wake up, I go to sleep, I lay down, I think, I work, I'm driving, I think about my business, my clients. Like it drives me every single day. Um, I am completely completely passionate about what I do. I enjoy what I do. I enjoy who I do it for. I enjoy that I have the autonomy to do it for whom I want to. Um, I, um, I like being the boss, right? So I completely enjoy that. Um, do I get it right every day, all day? No, absolutely not. But because I'm completely driven by the mission, anything that didn't go the way that I expected, it, it fuels me to want to do even better next time. 
for something that didn't go right. So I learned from each thing that didn't go well. And I am really great about taking um, constructive feedback from whoever that may be. It may be um, clients, it may be my husband, it may be whomever, like, because I could think something is great or will do well, but then I, because I'm so close to it, I need the team, others to look at it so that um, they can offer feedback so that I can put out a something that is not just my eyes on it because of my closeness to what I'm trying to do. So um, that is what drives me every day, all day. And I, and, I, and I will say to those listening, when you can get to a place where what you do every day and you happen to also get paid for it, you love, that is a beautiful thing. Um, so I, I, I'm absolutely blessed that that is the place that I'm in. So that coupled with the fact that I'm an extrovert, like I love speaking. I want to get paid to speak. I love talking like we're doing now. I love, um, you know, uh, the feedback that I get from clients, all of that rolled up together fuels me. Um, how I make it all happen. I'm a big scheduler. So if something is not on my calendar, it really doesn't happen. So I'm really good at that. Um, I, you just get into a rhythm, right? Like I, I um, do have a nine to five. So I get up earlier in the morning, knock out a couple of my business stuff, connect with, uh, you know, my executive assistant, make sure she's straight. And then I start. And then about noon, I reconnect, um, to, you know, scroll through my phone when I need to. And then after five, I do sessions like we're doing right now. So um, definitely having the first year, I'm like, I, I'll just do everything. I'll stay up to two o'clock in the morning, three o'clock in the morning, I'll get everything done. That's so not great. I don't encourage folks to do that if you have the ability to bring on a team. And um, the recommendation I would say is identify, you know your zone of genius. So the things you're not a genius at, there are people that are geniuses. So hire them to support you or get a system. If you have a system or tool or something to support you, then that's great. But I know I'm not, I'm horrible at organization. That's why everything has to be on the calendar. I am, um, I'm not great at like uploading the YouTube and all that great stuff. So I have somebody that, that handles that on my behalf. So, um, so that's what I would say from a business standpoint, I'm driven. Um, I want to not work for the rest of my life. So the more that I make while I have the energy, I want to get it done. Um, so that's that. So now to loop that back to self-care, that is my intention for this year. I, um, because of what I did and because everything I just said, I didn't eat right. I was intaking, you know, a lot of caffeine products like coffee and soda. I'm working out like, what was that? So that's where I was this year. I am extremely intentional about that not being the case. So it's not about, I want to lose weight. It's about, I want to be healthier. So that is my 2021 20, intention. So I have joined a challenge. This is my second one that I've joined, joined to help me along that process because I do need help in that area. That, that is something that another person, i.e. coach, is holding me accountable because that otherwise I probably wouldn't stay, stay along the path that I'm trying to go. So, yeah. See, everybody, like, you know, has that opportunity to, like, grow and once you realize it in yourself, like you're saying, okay, this isn't working. We're going to have to find a way. Either it's a system, it's a person, like a coach or something to get us to the next phase. Like you got to do by any means necessary, especially if it means a lot to you. So I'm glad that you're taking um, the time to dedicate to self-care and um, 
like, you know, making it a priority this year because you only get one body, you only get one you and you want to be here for as long as possible to experience it. So like, I mean, all power to you and I wish you all the best and like, you know, discovering that. Thank uh, you. Yes. And I love the advice that you're giving us. And um, I want to know, because I, I imagine you've had mentors, you've had people who have poured into you to get to this point. Um, is that what was the worst or the best um, advice that you've ever received and why? Hmm. Oh, let's see. I think this is one I'll, I'll say, I think was a, a, a good piece of advice. And that is, it takes money to make money. Mm -hmm. um, and I think about that as I think about my business and what I just said, like me investing in the right team with the right skill set has helped me make more money in my business. I think that's a good piece of advice. That great piece of advice came from my mom. So um, who was also an inspiration, like she was also an entrepreneur and um, regardless made things happen. And um, I think I get a lot of that um, drive from her and motivation from her. Um, so I would say that that was um, a great piece of advice. I think the worst piece of advice, let me think about that for a second. The worst piece of advice is probably you're too old to do it. Um, I wanted to start with this in high school, like I told you now five years ago, and I was a lot older than um, high school age or right out of high school. And folks said people wouldn't relate, people wouldn't relate. So that comment actually had me pause a year before I actually did it. And um, I couldn't, it, they couldn't have been more wrong <laughs> they, I, I got out there. I mean, folks joke with me because when I do go in school, sometimes I have on like a t-shirt, my, it's my money t-shirt and I'll have on like sneakers and, you know, my ripped jeans or whatever. But that was just an incorrect statement and bad advice because it's probably the audience that related to me, not related to me most, but, um, you know, I haven't had problems of relating to audiences. And that, that also goes back to the earlier point. I know the audiences that will receive me the best. They're not the only audiences I serve, but I know the room and when the room is different versus not. But that's part of what I need to do is make sure that I'm honing in and working whichever room that I'm in. And that's what I find. That's actually one of my zones of genius. I know how to work the room. I know how to work the Zoom, whatever it is that I'm on. So that's the lane that I play in. And then I have my team do the stuff that that's not my lane. So. Oh, great. Well, thank you for that. Because I think that um, people don't hear that often enough. Like people don't see that there are a lot of naysayers out there trying to, they're haters. Yes. Oh, like, you ain't this, you ain't that. Like, no, I am whatever I want to be. And those who are for me will be for me. That's exactly right. That's exactly. Oh, can I, may I share one other? That was a, so the other thing, I have another uh, volume two of my uh, journal series is coming out soon. And um, another thing I was, that was suggested to me is don't put your cover, your face on the cover. 
that was another piece of advice that I got. And I mean, I went back and forth of, should I do it or should I not do it? I'm like, you want to know what? One of the things that I wanted to ensure in what I do is that I want people to know who was doing it. I wanted you to know who your expert was. So that was really important to me. And I, I did some research on the other financial experts that do what I do and actually in the same lane. And I don't call them competitors. I call them other experts because there are billions of people in the world and there's a lot of debt. And if they got to everybody, there wouldn't be a need for me, but they haven't. So, um, and the books that had their, um, their, the photo of the author on the front in, in the financial space, those did really well. And I said, yeah, I wanted to, regardless of what that research showed. But like I said earlier, I'm going to take, you know, thoughts and, and comments that I get seriously and then but then make my final decision and I did I really did um, pause go and take a look and see what was done I every time I was in an airport I was in the bookstore in the airport looking at both the back and the front and got even getting advice from the people that worked in the bookstore so I did do my research before I made the final decision but that was another one that um that almost didn't happen that way. And actually the cover gets a lot of attention. So I'm glad that I did end up going that route. Yes, I'm glad you did too, because I looks matter, okay? Like representation, representation matters. matters. Yes, yes. So you say it, I'm sorry, I talked over you. Say no. it again. Oh, I said looks matter, representation matters. Yes. I remember when I first met you at PodCamp and you did your pitch like, cause they were just like anybody in the audience, like who wants to pitch their business? And Katrina stood up and made her pitch. I was like, one, that was a bomb pitch. And also like, I'm gonna need to talk to her because she's gonna get it. <laughs> Thank you. And not see what you like, oh my gosh, that is exactly, exactly how I want people to feel when they see that book on the shelf. Like she would get my story because somebody that did, does not look like them will not get the story. And then if my same book was on the shelf and my cover was, I mean, my picture was on the back. They don't even know who it is. So they're looking for the next one. So that's exactly the reason why it happened. So, yeah. Yes, I yeah. love it. And I thank you for your feedback on my pitch. Appreciate it. <laughs> of course. I mean, it wasn't anything constructive. It was just like, you did great. You did amazing. <laughs> but yes, it was awesome. And um, you briefly mentioned, you just put a little, little plug right in there about the volume two. Um, can you just um, tell us a little bit of what you have out there, what you're working on, um, any way that people can get involved, how people can get in touch with you? Absolutely. So I'll start with the book because you mentioned that first. So It's My Money is the name of my trademark brand. So I own It's My Money in a Financial Space, which means no one else can use it. I know you may have heard It's My Money and I want it now or need it now, whatever that is. Um, forget that. And no, It's My Money, the Petrina financial brand. That's what I want you to remember. So volume one was launched in 2016, which, was, which is aligned to ages 13 to 18. So high school volume two that's launching soon. Um, hopefully it'll be in uh, the month of March because I wanted it to come out this month because of National Women's Month. So hopefully it will come out this month. I did. I have received the comments back from the editor. So it has to go through that process and then through the formatting process. But um, it is uh, volume two is for 19 to 25. So I say that age, but if you have never budgeted, never worked with your money, it's appropriate for you. I, I, I intentionally delayed the it coming out 
um, for many different reasons. And one being so that I can make it, although defined for that age, but yet applicable for somebody that may be even a little bit older. So volume two is dropping soon. You can find out when it's coming. If you follow me across social um, on Twitter and Instagram, I'm at it's my money underscore. Um, my Facebook group is it's my money squad. And my website is www.itsmymoneyjournal.info. So you'll find information about it there. Um, the other thing that I have going on, so if you want to work with me one-on-one, -on -one, um, such as Nakia did, you can certainly do that. Um, I also have a group program that will be a, um, uh, a self-paced program, or not, excuse me, not group. It will be an online digital program that is self-paced. Um, it's called the It's My Money Master's Program. Um, the first cohort was um, live, but the other will be online. So you can go and pull that down at your leisure. That should also drop in March. So It's My Money Master's Online Coaching Program, self-paced. You can also find that on my website and I, I am heavy on social. So if you follow me on social, you'll know when it drops. Um, and then again, the one-on-one -on -one sessions, if you're interested, and then the book is also dropping in March. Um, I have a lot of different, excuse me, speaking engagements. So anything that I'm doing, you're interested in coming to hear me speak or um, do a workshop that's free to the public. I will certainly share that about um, across um, my social platform. So you have to be following me uh, in order to get that information. Perfect. Thank you so much, Petrina, for coming and speaking to us and sharing your knowledge. And everyone, get on the bandwagon and follow Petrina. Like, you know, be a part of her programs and things like that because she really is worth every cent that you will put into it. Like she said, it takes money to make money. And yeah, I so appreciate your time. And I, Again, wish you all the best in your entrepreneurial endeavors, your self-care endeavors, and just everything else. Thank you, and welcome to the She Did That fam. <laughs> I love it. I'm so proud of you. I'm sitting here looking at you with a warm heart. So thank you, thank you, and I wish you all the success in what you're doing. Um, I, I see, I know there will be big things, so appreciate you. Appreciate you, too. Thank you so much for listening to this podcast. I appreciate it so much. Don't forget to rate and review. I love hearing your feedback for sure. If you want to see more coming from this platform and community, please consider making a contribution at buymeacoffee.com slash she did that. Also follow me on Instagram and Facebook at she did that pod for more goodies as well.